Welcome to episode three of Backmarkers with Keir and Hun, the slowest motorsport podcast in the world. Probably. Probably. Third episode. Already. Our, f- our first race. Should we go through the teams? Just yes. to keep an organised podcast. I think it's necessary. Yeah, it's a thumbs off sort of going, oh, where's this going to go? You sort of rely on sort of thing. Yeah. have got to bring yeah. you back in. Yeah, she's just going <laughs> off on one. <laughs> yes. Focusing um, very much on that. Shall we start from the top? Red Bull, Verstappen, mm. P1, Checo, P2, Red Bull Dominance, it's here. Oh, they. <laughs> They had it easy, didn't they? Had it easy. Really? Made it look easy. To be... So I I said before this, didn't I? I had a quick look at Tired Egg, and what really concerns me is that Max had such an advantage. His Tired Egg was very minimal, which means he probably wasn't really pushing. He was probably just driving around. A leisurely Sunday drive. So what the hell would that car be like if he did push? Yeah. Uh, really worrying. Worryingly yeah. fast. Um, if they're, We still don't know how quick they can be, and therefore none of the teams, other teams, know how quick they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, does Max even know how quick he can be? I don't know. I don't think he's tried yet. On I think it would have probably will. Come out of... Yeah. <laughs> no, you can push does. it there. The... Yeah. <laughs> There's no, there's no uh, component where there, um, but you know, if it wasn't for Perez having sort of, it was a little bit held up in some battles mm. during the race, and it meant it Max had a little bit more advantage straight away. So maybe that was why he thought oh, I could just drive it a little bit more conservatively now. Yeah. But even so, it's like even with Perez with him, I suspect it would have been a similar story. Where there would have been a little bit more pushing, but again, he could have afforded drive conservatively with how much of a gap there was there was behind. It just looks like such a comfortable car to drive, which is weird yeah. to say about a Formula One car. Um, which you know, they make it look so easy, but that looked like the easiest car on the grid to to get round there. He had so, like a thirty seven yeah. second gap from the next non Red Bull car. Which was Alonso. Yeah. And Alonso seemed to have a pretty quick and consistent, or his words, lovely car to drive. So. A lovely car to drive. A lovely car to drive. Um, <laughs> but that's the first I think time they've ever won. heard that, have they? No. <laughs> no. 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 God, last year, it, we'll talk about Aston in a bit, but this time last yeah. year, it was a very different story. <laughs> oh, goodness me, yeah. <laughs> He would not yeah. have been saying anything like that no. last year. No, he, no. He, God, he'd have had an absolute meltdown. Um, the Bulls have only have only previously won the opening Grand Prix in at Australia in 2011, mm. and have never finished one two. Never finished one two in the first race before. That was the first time. Wow. In the first race. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's an indicator for the rest of the season, that's for sure. Um, having said that, I know there's that, um, there's a bit of a track record with um, the winner of the opening race, in this case, Bahrain Grand Prix, uh, not winning the championship. But I'm struggling to imagine why Max wouldn't no. after how that went. Um Especially how difficult it was for them last year. This is like a completely, it's a complete shift. Um, and it's exactly the result they would would have wanted. Um, that's going to be the massive springboard they need, especially when you take into account the difficulties of other teams and 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 their own battles, which was just only going to reduce their, their you know, increase their race time. And, you know, it's not, not what you need. Um, but, yeah, it's, I was... So I would have expected Perez to be a bit closer to Max if it wasn't for those, let's say, hold-ups, uh, given how competitive they were. He didn't um, have a good start, did he? He had quite a, a no. bad start. He got 
tipped down and then squashed by Ferraris a little bit and then had to make up them places. He had to catch Carlos, didn't he? Towards the end. Yeah. So he was probably he was probably dealing with a bit more tired egg and that was possibly why he wasn't up to the pace of his teammate, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. The car isn't isn't at one with Perez. It is with Max. I I still think yes. there's things that Perez would like from that car that maybe he's not getting. But, I mean, if you look mm. at 11-second difference, yes, there were times where he had to overtake and catch up and whatever, but that's huge when you're in the same car. <laughs> that, is, is. Uh, that is a massive difference. Yeah, so, at the level they're at. Yeah, yeah, I just don't really get it either. Look, I don't think Perez is, is as good a driver as Max. He's mm. a very, very good driver, but he's not like Max. But I wouldn't have expected that gap at the first no. race. I, I just wouldn't have expected that at all. No, definitely not. It's, uh, you know, there's all, all the teams are going through that, you know, the development through the winter. But there's something, you know, whatever Red Bull have done, I'm not sure what it is, but, you know, they've they've pulled something out and we thought they had a quick car last year. But they've done something with it this time that's put it shoulders above everybody. Yeah. And it's essentially a fight between Max and Perez now. Mm. And if it was for that slightly better start for Perez, it could have been a different story. It would have been mm. enabled them to push each other a little bit more through the race. Try to knock on effects as well. You know, if having to push, they've put more wear on the car and so on. Mm. Um it's interesting because in uh, in practice, Max did a practice start and sort of bottled it a little bit. So everyone was thinking, "Oh, does he? Is that going to be a problem?" Because he hasn't actually has he nailed a practice start, you know? But if if anything, it was the other way around. <laughs> he had a in the real thing. Start. He was gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was really, really gone in the beginning. Mm. But Red Bull have found almost the second in twelve months. It's extraordinary. Isn't it? It's just mental. This is the the second year of this type of car, mm. and and that is what Formula One's about. I know a lot of people say oh, it's annoying when a team runs away, but that's the nature of Formula One. It's who can make who can make right. the best car, who can drive the best, and when you combine them together, it's a force that just really can't be beaten. I know it's very early on; it's only the first race. Lots can happen, but. With the issues that the other teams have got, Ferrari, Mercedes, I really don't see how they're going to catch Red Bull up whilst Red Bull are continuing to update throughout the season. I don't see it at all. It's definitely a Red Bull domination era right now. It is. It is. It's It's not just whether they can get enough development to overlap Red Bull's progress. Um, you know, race by race, but it's mm. whether they can do it fast enough to have an impact on the championship and to see that level of dominance right off the bat with the issues of other teams, not just in the race either, in pra- indications in practice and qualifying that there were problems is only going to be encouraging for a team like Red Bull who have had mm. this, you know, now entering this period of relative dominance by their standards. And yeah, I think what we're going to be seeing a lot of is is Max versus Sergio, uh, provided Sergio can get those get those starts nailed down. I'm sure he will. I'm sure it's a little blip, but yeah, this is the thing. Probably. I'm not even sure it was that bad a start because he was level <laughs> with the Ferraris off the yeah, start. It was, it was a bad start, Max but he was had, level with them, right? Max had yeah. such a good start. That's why it looked bad. Mm. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it looked really easy to go from the line. In that Red Bull, yeah, where Perez made it look a little <laughs> bit more difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little it's bit. Full of red already. Yeah, yeah. the uh, wing mirrors are bigger now, so you probably saw more red and was a bit intimidated. Who knows? Like, oh God, but... no. <laughs> not yet. No again. <laughs> not I yet. think the savior of that race was a driver in green, and oh yes, the Aston Martin team, Alonso. P3, Stroll, 
six. <clears throat> Absolutely. A phenomenal drive from Alonso. Absolutely. Oh, God. I just. Incredible. It was only his second podium finish in the last 122 Grand Prix. <laughs> That's how many bad teams he's been with. Like, 122 Grand yeah. Prix, not days or no, weeks. Grand, Grand Prix, Prix. Races. Yeah. His first since Qatar 2021. That's yeah. extraordinary. And the pace waited of far that too car. Long. Literally. Yes. Um, Alonso was the only one to match uh, Red Bull's... It, sorry, Alonso's the only frontrunner to match Red Bull's pace in the last stint. Like, he was matching Red Bull. Wow. So, and it looked like, I mean, going off tyre wear and stuff, um, they were slower on the softs, but they were definitely better on the hards. In fact, they were they were able to make them hards go a lot more and they had less wear than Merck and Ferrari, which is probably why, yeah. you know, when it came to Alonso catching Hamilton, Hamilton just tried to battle, but that was yeah. that was an amazing overtake. <clears throat> oh, it was Jewel in the Desert part two, wasn't it? Um, I mean, it's really, really special to see those two go wheel to wheel together, mm. first of all. Um, but it's not just that, it's that they were equally pushing each other. Um, but mm. you start this dynamic where, oh, I need to be aware of the tyres, in the case of Hamilton particularly, um, yeah. which is similar to what was said to Russell last season. I can't recall which Grand Prix it was, but it was, it was like, why do I have to slow down? Why do I have to give this up? But in this case, I think it was a case of, well, Lewis, after some battling, did end up finding himself in a position where I'm not going to be able to hold this without ruining my tires yeah uh, before the end of the race so i think there was that kind of approach where we thought i need to try and stay with him and then look to to battle later but i just say alonso's pace thanks probably as well to the the tire deg on that aston yeah. which he's already commented on before that it's really really light um it to the point where it's negative in some cases with some of their runs in the sense that it's just kept getting faster and faster. Um, yeah. And as a result, there wasn't much of an answer from Hamilton or Science for that matter, but it was just absolutely extraordinary drive. And to that point as well, because in, in qualifying, I thought it was already an impressive performance. I know it was hyping up to potentially be a pole fight, but it was fifth and eighth for the Astons in qualifying. And I thought, you know, all right, they've already made massive gains. If they stay there, that's a great day for them. They I both had, moved I was let forward. Down in quali. I I expected more <laughs> from them. I kind of knew that the race pace was going to be their strongest point, just based mm. over testing. But I I expected Alonso to be in that battle for the top three, mm. and he just didn't seem to be able to get the pace of the Ferraris, which then made me go, "Oh my god, what if?" Like, what if that's it? What if it's just testing that they were good and realistically it's not in the race? Yeah, or, yeah like, mm. oh, but no, it, it definitely, they've got something special there. I know that mm. <laughs> Perez said it's good to have um, three Red Bull cars on the podium. <laughs> there's been a few rumours stating that it's basically just mm. a Red Bull, <laughs> but... Oh, I mean, we need we need to have a team like Aston Martin who are able to come into Formula yeah. One and be in the top three to give other potential teams coming into Formula One the confidence that you can do it. Yes, it takes a bit of time, but you can do it. I don't think Alonso yeah. is going to be winning the championship, but I do think he could be up there top five, potentially top three, if the track suits the car. Absolutely. It's uh it's it's one of those where they're setting the foundations already mm, for yeah. a great package going through the season, depending on the rate of development, it could be even better. Um but the crucial thing is they whatever they've done has given them this huge springboard into the realms of the top five and 
ultimately achieving this top three. Yeah. Um, it's whether that can be maintained all the way, all yeah. the way through, and whether they can then carry it carry it through as well. Um, I think the the, the really uh, uh, really encouraging thing for Aston is that comment from Alonso during the race. Yeah. How it was a a lovely car to drive. It's a lovely car um, to drive. I mean, and let's and let's not you know Stroll's driven it with broken wrists. And a broken yeah. toe. If that car was a handful, I know he did say a handful. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, more of them to come. Um, if uh, just put my foot in my mouth, then didn't I? <sighs> I'll stop. I'll stop. Right. Um, but yeah, if it was a real handful, I know that um, Stroll did say that. It felt like his wrists were burning, but that's kind of obvious. But it mm-hmm. seemed like he was able to drive it. Um, I mean, he got, he got P6, which I think is amazing, considering 12 days before he was having surgery for broken wrists, which we now know is because of a bike accident. It had nothing to do with spending alone time. Um, no, nothing. So He wasn't no. alone for most of winter, so it's all no, good there. No, so stop pretending that's what happened everyone it's it's not funny (laughs) 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 but just i mean i've got really high hopes for aston martin they've got enough money behind them to keep developing the car at Mm -hmm. least you know pipping ferrari i don't know what merck are gonna do but at the moment they are definitely second as far as car goes in formula mm. one right now yeah i mean like i say this is more than aston could have imagined you saw the reaction on the uh oh. on the on the on the um pit wall yeah uh, as as you come across the line yeah it's basically like a victory for them which you do you love to see it because yeah it's uh this isn't one of those like it wasn't a weird race in the sense that, mm. you know, circumstances allowed them to capitalise on yeah. an opportunity and got a podium, yeah, like no. we've seen in previous years. This was a legitimate on-pace victory yeah. through overtakes against Ferraris and Mercedes. Yeah. So they, no wonder they treated this like a victory, because in terms of where they were, this probably oh, does that, feel that like that. That is a victory. Yeah. It must feel like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You have to treat it that way because otherwise you won't appreciate it as much as you should do. Mm. Because this was an extraordinary achievement for a team that, where they were last year, was by their standards unacceptable. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but both drivers as well. You say with even with the Strolls injury, you got to say they they've had a absolutely perfect day. I would say. I think that's what they would describe it yeah. as, and I think there's certainly mm. more to come from them as well. Um, just need to sort out of the qualifying, I think, which is weird to say when they got fifth and eighth. Mm. They need to sort the qualifying out because <laughs> they've got too much to do in the race, haven't they? If the qualifying down yeah. there, that's the thing. If they didn't have all that work that they had to put in, I mean, I know Stroll mm. hit Alonso and that kind of caused some problems, but if that hadn't have happened and they qualified sort of third, I don't, they wouldn't have beat the Red Bulls, but you know, they would have probably had less of a battle with Ferrari and especially Merck. Um, yeah. Speaking of Ferrari, um, mm. Leclerc DNF with uh, an engine issue, his PU shut down. Yeah. And Science got P4 after Alonso Did. overtook him. And in all honesty, there's reliability issues <laughs> there with the car, which is not good at all no in fact Leclerc may end up with a penalty because if he has to change um is I think it's his PU device again or an electrical component I can't remember what it was uh that's his second one and you want to get two yeah exactly it's too early to be making changes like that uh, I think you might be right if it was control electronics there was discussion yeah, about that about whether it was related to it because interestingly the car was still on um, so there was still an electrical supply to keep the car 
live, but the actual control electronics expected some kind of failure there, yeah. which meant the power unit was useless, basically. Yeah. So without that, nothing could run. Um, and that was that. Curtains on what could have been a decent uh, result for for Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah, I don't know. And... I still feel like Alonso would have caught because they were dealing with tyre deck. Their tyre deck wasn't as good, and they struggled on the hard tyres. I know when Alonso was mm. catching Science, he was like, "Look, if I fight this, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pit again." Yeah. Um. So they were definitely struggling. It's similar to. Merck's deg, but they were faster than Merck. So I don't think that they got caught by Merck and they didn't, well, science didn't. But I do think that Alonso would have probably caught Leclerc. I think you're right, because there was a quite a big gap. Was it about six seconds between uh, Alonso and science at the end of the race? Yeah. I'll say six or seven seconds. Yeah. So he pulled that gap out really quickly after all those overtakes were pulled off. And I know that Science was having to think about Hamilton behind. But mm. that's the thing. Science was having to think about Hamilton behind and not Alonso ahead. Yeah. So that says a lot about the overall pace. And Science was making it very clear on the radio that this, you know, the the ties aren't there. And the team was coming back saying, yes, you need to manage these, otherwise you won't make it. Mm. Um. So then he had to he had to think quite carefully about Hamilton. But as you say, I think as you rightly say, I think the deg is probably quite similar because there's not much Hamilton could do. Science did stay in fourth. Yeah. Which I didn't expect. Did. I didn't expect that. I would have thought Hamilton was probably backing off to try and uh make an assault on um on science towards it. the end, but I don't think just they had the really have anything over. left, no. No. because um, they've improved on lower drag and their pit stops were quick, were quicker. In fact, mm. they were quicker than Red Bulls, which is quite an improvement. It is. Like, nearly nearly half a second quicker overall. That's amazing. So, you know, there's improvements for Ferrari, but the car, I mean, they had rear wing issues, didn't they? Um, it was flopping around one yes. of the practice sessions. And you can kind of, I get that impression from Ferrari that the car's just a bit flimsy. And a bit weak, yeah. you know, and and then the reliability issues. First race is very yeah. worrying because then penalties will just accumulate. Yeah, you know it's yeah. It, you're right, absolutely. I mean, because I'm I'm thinking back a little bit because obviously I know that you know Red Bull had their issues last year at Bahrain, both of them, both cars, yeah. and they've still got to where they were at the end of last year. So. As much as this is not a good start for Ferrari, I think the deeper issues are actually in the pace because reliability can happen to anybody and you yeah. can get past that with the right targeted development to sort of overcome what, what it was that actually ultimately caused it. And some of these can be random as well. Might just have a component failure that no one anticipated. But it's uh, it, the troubling thing is just where they were in terms of pace and, and yeah. the deg. At what is a low deg track as well. Yeah. Um, which you think ahead a little bit, Monza, high deg. Um, so what is that going to do for them? I'm not quite sure. Um, and it's I think that's probably the bigger thing because reliability can be fixed. Red Bull proved that last season. Yeah. Pace is harder to do. Um, you know, the faster you get, the harder it is to find those increments. So mm. I suspect this is going to be of you know, significant concern in the Ferrari camp. Um going forward but you know from their perspective at least they, they have some points on the board um yeah with science. and they can take that with some solace at least yeah and they can take that they are faster than the merc at they the can. moment because they're, they're not going to mm. be fighting with red bull at the pace that they're at but at least they're faster than mercedes yes it's a yeah. bit it's a plus it's, it's a there's positive a thing there. you can take from it. It's race there one. Is. Yeah. There's, there's a chance, sort of, in a way. Yeah. I know it was a bad day for them, but that's the standard they're now setting um, for themselves because they were giving Red Bull at times last season a hard time. Yeah. So is this... that I like that that's their standards. Like, this is unacceptable. 
this is unacceptable. So, you know, we need to work towards getting this car sorted out so that we can stay where we are and keep moving closer to where Aston currently are, clearly, and mm-hmm. and ultimately Red Bull. Um, but yeah, looking back a bit further now, I guess, but um, Mercedes are definitely not where they want to be either. That's for sure. You know, Toto made it very clear. This is... I this was have, a bad day for them, as he put I it. I have no patience for Merck at, at all. I literally don't get where they went. Let's sit around this big table and talk about 2023. Now, 2022, the car wasn't quite good enough to beat Red Bull. So they, what did they think? That Red Bull wasn't going to get better this year and they were just going to do no development on the new Red Bull and sit where they were in 2022 and go, do you know what? I think we'll be all right with having the exact same design as we had last year and we'll be fine. I think they've just brought it on themselves. <laughs> like yeah. it, it's, And now they're being so public with it, which I think is bad morale within the team. Is. Toto is very like, this was the wrong decision. That's, that's showing lack of trust within his team completely. Yes. And then George turned around and said, yeah, Red Bull have got this this year. That is ridiculous. He should have been briefed about that <sighs> because that I... is not the way you go. And the reason why is because Mercedes, specifically Toto, actually, not just Mercedes, Toto, has prided himself on the ways instilled a culture mm. of no blame and looking after each other accepting mistakes and developing and moving on in the right direction. Yeah. There is indications there that culture's gone out the window. <laughs> For whatever reason, he's not even sticking by his own philosophy. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> no. And, you know, you're only going to fall further back. He knows this. That's the really frustrating thing. He knows this will fall back from here if he keeps this up. Should have... It's not great leadership qualities when you've got Toto saying this, and that is almost allowing Russell permission to say things like that as well. I mean, you can't let those habits creep back in because they're not going to end well. It's race one. Like, look, they're they're matching Aston and Ferrari, right? Right, yeah. They're just lacking pace overall. Right. Um, they're third fastest on the softs. They're better on the softs than they are the hards. Mm-hmm. So there is improvement-ish. But where their car is right now is behind Aston and it's behind Ferrari. And that's not where they wanted to see themselves. Mm. I don't know how they expected anything more with a car that just didn't do... Because they don't want to be fighting with Ferrari. They want to be fighting with Red Bull. And they're saying, you know, this design isn't working now. Well, why bring it? Why do... I I just can't get over it. And then they're now just got this attitude of, you know, let's blame everyone else. You're Toto, you're the the team principal. You also own part of the team, as as far as I'm aware. Surely you get a good say in that. And if you thought that it was wrong, then you should have guided your team elsewhere. Right. Yeah. You know? Buck stops with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Someone needs to answer the question. He is primarily responsible for doing just that. And when he answers the questions like that, what kind of example does that set for every other member of that team, high and low through the hierarchy? Hmm. It just shows them that, oh, this kind of petty behaviour is now how things work in here. Where we can't accept defeat. We can't accept that we are slower and can't then push forward to try and make it faster. No. It's this, that's what I always thought the philosophy was about. And Toto was even held lectures, guest <laughs> lectures, talking about the culture in Mercedes. He's had podcasts. Oh, Podcast, we should get uh, visits and stuff. I know. We're going oh. to come on and talk about the culture at Mercedes. That'll yes. be fascinating. Yeah. See how it's changed since he joined Mercedes. Mm. What have you had to do to bring things back to greatness? 
because I'd be really curious to hear what he has to say because I think it'd be a very different answer to what people were getting about four years ago. Yeah. Um, it's a very different environment in there now. And it's very easy to have a nice culture when you're winning. Yes. It really shows who you are as a person when you're when things aren't going right. Mm-hmm. The the real Absolutely comes through. And look, I wanna see I wanna see Merck do well. I wanna see Lewis up there and, and George battling. Because we had a great season when Lewis was able to bring a car up to Max and say, Let let's let's mm-hmm. duel. But you know, I like I said, I don't understand what they thought they were going to gain from this car. I I don't know, and if they've got another car there, which there's rumours that there's different design, they need to bring that next race. They need to put that in so. in the sim. They need to test it, and they need to bring it because they've got to do something significant. Otherwise, the other teams behind them are going to develop. Mm. You know, so right. they need to losing do, ground. Yeah, massively. And they're just playing catch up with Red Bull. And they're yeah. so far behind. So it's, far. it's sad to see. Yeah, it's, it it's is. so frustrating. Because last season, they spent a long time. So we brought this up on the last on the last episode. We were talking about how they got these, these two designs. And last season, they spent too long on the wrong design. You know, with hindsight, they spent too long on the wrong design. So if they are going to decide that we need to try something else, do it straight away. Yeah. Don't wait. Get on with it. And maybe you'll away. then find that that answer that, you know, which which is the best way to go. And it's not just that. It's the design that gives you the most uh, flexibility for development as well. You end up down a rabbit hole where, you know, it's a cul-de-sac, basically. You can't then develop it any further. You need to have a complete rethink. Uh, re- revolutionise mm-hmm. the design again. And it seems like they're just they keep getting stuck in two minds, which is a real shame, because when you've got all the expertise back there, they haven't been able to make the decision yet. Even these rumours mm-hmm. at all about a second design is such a troubling thing for a, a team as... Uh, a team with as much... Um, success as mercedes have had recently um it is strange to see them taking that kind of approach um but one thing i will say because obviously i spoke about it very much and lewis was obviously the leading mercedes and i was you know pleasantly surprised by his reaction following the race yeah he's upset that the race didn't go to plan and they didn't get the result they wanted but at least he sounded like a leader yeah um, Trying to keep the morale up a little bit. We'll keep moving forward. It's not what we want, but we'll keep moving forward and keep working. That's the sound. That's what a leader sounds like. Yeah. Or is willing to take some responsibility and just keep that motivation up as much as you can, even if it's verbally. Um, yeah, but, but then again, we don't that. know what kind of conversation is going on. You yeah. need that. I mean, he's been with the team for a very, very long time now. He knows everyone. Everyone knows him. And he tends to be more positive now than previous Lewis. Um, mm. And that's what you need. He is he is driver one. Sorry, George yeah. fans. He is driver one, and that is his his role in a lot of ways is to keep team morale up. Um, Absolutely. And I he did do that. Um, he did that really well, which I expect of him. That's his personality, mm-hmm. really. He's more on the positive side. Um, what was I going to say? Um. Another thing that we needed to do last podcast and we didn't do halfway through, which is a good idea, is um, tell everyone that this podcast is available on all major platforms. And you Mm. can listen to it on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever else other podcast places are. Yeah, and And on YouTube. And it's on YouTube where you can subscribe. Yes. And if you could follow and subscribe on whichever platform all of them ideally that would be very very helpful to help the podcast grow and it helps us to continue to talk on and waffle on about formula one so make sure you do otherwise Mm. i'll send kieran on you (laughs) you don't want that (laughs) trust me he'll come around with his rock collection 
<laughs> that rock hammer's got some dust on it. I'll clear it off. Is that safe? <laughs> uh, we'll find out. <laughs> anyway, back to the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, a team that I was really shocked by, not just Aston Martin, but Williams. Mm. Williams throughout testing looked a bit iffy qualifying a bit and then it was like the car just transformed and just became something that Mm. could suddenly be driven it's odd it's so odd (laughs) just how it suddenly came alive it was so strange Albon got p10 and and sergeant got p12 which i think is absolutely fantastic for a rookie it is with Potentially the back marketing. I think it was a fantastic result. Right. For him. Yeah, there was indications in qualifying that, you know, it was another one of those Williams years at the back. But mm. they pulled it right out in the race, whether that's just down to strategy. You still have to have the pace though. Mm. And I think it's really fascinating that Sargent wasn't that far behind either. No. Um coming in, in twelfth. So that's really encouraging for the team knowing that because there were some concerns about Sargent being quick enough, basically. Um, yes. He's coming straight in from F2 and not being a champion or very rarely a race winner, as I mm. recall. Um, he has stepped into a Formula 1 car and clearly is delivering um, yeah. what the team needs. And while it wasn't points, it's an encouraging place to be. Yeah. Um, two places behind Albon. Who's been mm. with the team for a year and been in Formula One for longer than that with a top team? You know, I think it is really, really good. And and to shout out, shout out Albon because he had a really good time. He was being caught by Sonoda towards the end and managed mm. to maintain that gap. And I know he was struggling a bit towards the end, but a really, really good showing from Albon as well. I think it's it's quite a positive outing for Williams. Potentially, they're not the backmarker team this year no potentially they have showed that they have showed that perhaps they forgot to turn on the duracell boost or something i'm not quite sure until the race you see that might just be a little blunder there and when they turn it on it has a little bit of a glow it does yeah it does Um, got that golden glow they're ready (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's the first race there's always some teething problems right it forgets to turn on switch and uh, you know they 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 got it optimal. They got it spot on, and you know to have even got to have got point to straight on the board for Williams. I think it's a really really positive start. And if they only yeah. move forward from there, there's potentially double points finishes on the cards later in the season as well. Yeah. So they have shown they are definitely back. Yeah. In the midfield fight, um, going forward, because it ultimately the points are scored in the race aside from the point for pole position they the the bit that matters is where they were quickest and that is the biggest thing as we know the midfield is extremely close so yeah. those small margins are going to matter even more going forward yeah. and so they weren't the, they'll be the very worst. encouraging they were they weren't the worst on tired egg either they no. weren't the best but they weren't the worst either i think that's really encouraging with a new car absolutely um going forward because i i do believe they had the the worst last year beginning i'm mm. not sure they were near the back anyway they were one um, of the worst mm. so that's really really encouraging um <laughs> i'm gonna try and not laugh but i honestly um alpine and mm. and their day out um was good on one side Gasly P9 going up 11 places, which yes. was absolutely brilliant. Very, very oh, good showing. Yeah, just brilliant. But then on the other side of the carrier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> oh, dear, oh, dear. So, Archon got... Um, <laughs> A five-second penalty for not lining up on the grid properly. And that was kind of a bit yeah. weird what he did. It, he was looking in his left mirror 
when he was putting himself in slotting himself into the grid position. <laughs> just sort of go, just then stop focusing. Um and then got a further 10 second penalty uh, for serving that penalty incorrectly. That wasn't the mechanic's fault. They started fiddling with the wing. And I counted it was four it was about four seconds. So it definitely wasn't uh, long enough. Um yep. And then got another five seconds because he, he sped in the pit lane coming in to serve the 10 second <laughs> 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 Look, I know it's a new car, but I pretty much think pit limiters right about the same place. I don't know because I've never seen, I haven't seen much of the steering wheels of the cars this year, but I would imagine they're, they're fairly similar, pit limiter and, yeah. and that. Um, I can't imagine why they'd have to change it, really. No. Um, so it is an odd one. It is an odd one. Unless everything that happened previously, before he sped in the pit lane, is what threw him. Yeah, you know, threw him out, angry. killed him a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just not concentrating. Yeah. yeah. Like, why am I coming back in? Oh wait. Oh, there's the <laughs> Mister Pit Limiter again. And it just gets worse. It just it snowballs very quickly. Oh. Um and yeah. A lot of that was completely avoidable, um, mm. frankly. And the the team will be very much looking into all of that um, to work out what the... Because it's like a knock-on effect. <laughs> One led to the other every single time, and it ended up accumulating what? So they had 35 seconds or something. 35 seconds. Yeah. It's just too much. Too much for a Formula One race. <laughs> The level they're at, you can't allow those kinds no. of mistakes. No. Um, but that goes for driver and team, though. Let me be clear, because as I say, uh, Ocon could have avoided. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yep. Uh, driver, mechanics, team all played a role there. Mm. Um, because every single one of those penalties had some influence from each of those those parties. So, mm. yeah. They've they've got a lot of conversations to have to work out what on earth happened there, um, because he could have had a day like Gasly at least, and been in the well, points. Well, they had the pace. Yeah, they were a lot exactly. better than I thought they were going to be. Like I thought, oh my mm. god, they're going to be at the back. In fact, in fact, I I think I predicted they would be at the back. Uh, <laughs> a bit wrong. I I think they're midfield. And the, the mm. car doesn't look too bad, to be fair. I mean, it's probably an improvement for Gasly because the AlphaTauri last year was terrible. So, mm. you know, I think going forward, there should be opportunities for them to gather some good points. But I don't think they're going to be fighting with Merck and Ferrari. Or I don't think they've got the pace no. for that, unfortunately. No, they're a midfield outfit at the moment. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Plus, they need to fix the those internal issues, and then they can really demonstrate the full pace of the car. Yeah. Once they get around that, I think then we'll get a better idea about where they are. I think it's probably midfield. They'll be getting good points, I think, at times, but that's about as much as they can hope for at this stage. Yeah. Um. So yes, a mixed bag, a bittersweet day, I think. Yeah. Ralpine. Yeah. I tell you, who didn't have a think... good day? Your favorite team. <laughs> oh yeah. Two of his favorite teams, actually. You had a terrible time yesterday, didn't you? <laughs> so we Absolutely had McLaren. Shocking. Just so bad. Norris P seventeen. He had a uh, pressure leak. Yeah, the engine air, air pressure. Mm. Yep, exactly. They had to keep topping him up. I mean, he pit five times the race um which is i don't think i've seen that since the mclaren honda days oh actually. yes those are good it days. has been a long time since we got that joy oh. uh every single race um but this is not an encouraging start no it really is not um you know the one encouraging thing from the perspective of Lando, is once they did top up his air, he was matching uh, the uh, Merck and Ferrari of Hamilton and Science. 
I'm gonna so, take, I'm gonna take this away from you. Who's on new tires? Oh, so that yeah, would explain he, why he was. But I mean, we can't look at runs with McLaren because they didn't do enough of a consistent run to see how they were. No. So the in in they may have some pace, but they mm. they were on newer tires. That's why every time yeah. he pitted, he got new tires. So because they were potentially going to run out. <laughs> so that that will have definitely have helped him five pit stops. Yes. <laughs> you know, but oh, of course, it was encouraging. But he mm. was two laps down in the end. He was because they pitted him last lap, I believe. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just absolute, absolute disaster, really. You know, as much as they can say, oh, well, the pace was there. It's like, we need to be on the lead lap for that to matter. Yeah, it does It was matter. just that one, one little indicator that there might be something. Because when you take into account the electrical issue for Piastri... Mm. really early on in his first race which is really sad frankly he would have wanted just to get to the checkered flag yeah that, that was wasn't so the case. They, ch- they tried to change That's... his steering wheel didn't they and and then it just cut out yeah the whole car just went yeah. that was it poor guy yeah, something's something's wrong there for sure yeah. they need to get on top of that urgently because he needs that first race for his confidence i think oh, because yeah. there's nothing worse for a rookie when you can't finish your debut um, and yeah, it, as much as it definitely wasn't his fault, it's not like he binned it. It was like, no. it, it's just the fact he hasn't yet done a race distance. Um, and that's going to be a concern going forward, especially when the next race being Saudi Arabia is high power and therefore, you know, the tolerances on the engine are higher. That's going to be a concern for them too. If the reliability mm. was bad at Bahrain. This could be an issue again. Um, so he's just going to go in there feeling that'll be in the back of his mind. Both of them, in fact, you know, they'll both have this in the back of their mind and then you can't concentrate as much as say Red Bull when their car's working lovely. So yeah, I'm just, it's, it's gutting. It is gutting, Mm. um, because of where they were and where it seems to have got to in one winter break. Um, but maybe, maybe things will be pulled back, but it's not going to be very soon. No, they just haven't got anything. They don't really have pace. I mean, they got through to Q2, but that was because Norris did the lap first. Yeah. You know, it, it was, it would have been a out in Q1. There's, there's very mm. little, you know, they've not got the pace. They've not got the reliability. It's just, just back to McLaren on <laughs> <laughs> It is. Catch up. It's just playing catch up during the season. The only saving grace is that um, the midfield is as being as as close close as it is means you have less to do to uh, make gains. Yeah, McLaren are not a midfield. You've still got to. They're not. No, they're they're a back marker. They are a back marker. I would argue Mm. that they probably would have been behind Haas if they'd have got to run potentially. Yes. And Haas didn't have a, a great car. I mean, my, maybe one Haas. That was a bit harsh. Maybe one. Kevin, obviously. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't think... They, they would have just been plagued with problems. And, yeah. you know, God knows what they're like, tired egg-wise. I so we don't have enough information to know. So That's impossible to say. Uh, mm. But, Kieran, you'll never mm. walk alone. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> this is the only time I'm ever going to talk about football. 7 0. Oh, it just, it got better. Ah, God. It got better. You know, for, oh, that's a bad day. I wonder if it could be improved a little bit. Oh, no. No, it can't. <laughs> no, it can't. Um, we, we went to Anfield. And oh. we walked alone out of there, that's for sure. That is tail between our legs moment. Oh. Oh, so soon after a trophy as well. I know, that's what I was going to say. They literally just won a trophy. <sighs> I mean, they forgot what they were doing. Honestly, I just... They were offside I thought it For a goal. <laughs> they were offside. I was like, do you know what that is? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, God. 
Basically, Kieran don't support any of the teams and then they'll do good. I think right. that might be yeah, it. Yeah, that's the mistake. That. So support yep. Red Bull so that they can just get near yes. to everyone else. Yes. Um, and then support <laughs> whoever's at the top of the Premier League because I don't bloody know. Is it Chelsea? I'm on Arsenal. Is it Arsenal? It's actually Arsenal. Not kidding. So I'm now a Red Bull fan mm-hmm. and an Arsenal fan. It's yeah. going to cost me a fortune in merch. You have no oh. idea. Um, <laughs> you know how much football shirts cost nowadays. Oh, God, that's terrible. There are children that are starving. But yeah, anyway, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at children problem. starving. I'm not laughing at that. I'm, I'm laughing at Kieran. Anyway, back no, to a real sport. <laughs> Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Bottas kept the pace of Sainz, Stroll, Russell and Hamilton at the end. So that, for me, tired egg wasn't too bad. They they mm. weren't. Um, and, well, to be fair to Bottas, he did capitalise on the bad starts that people had had. But a P8 wasn't that bad. Um. But Joe had no. a different story. He pitted towards the end. I don't really know why. I, I haven't found any notes on it at all. But they seem to have very different races, considering the car was pretty pretty good and pretty racy, to be fair. Yeah. They're on the same strategy. They've been right there with each other. There wasn't any yeah. difference between the two in terms of the driver pace, at least. It's just something to do with the strategy. Again, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure myself as to why that was. The only thing yeah. I can suspect is some minor reliability issue they needed to double check before the end of the race. There's some indicator from the telemetry dragged them in because yeah. I don't see why that would just be a tire stop. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense um, when they had so much to potentially gain from not pitting. So there must have been good reason to do so. Yeah. Um, so I'm suspecting something along the lines of reliability. Um, or but something very minor. Possibly lack of moustache for Joe. Because mm. we, we do know that gives extra powers. Um, so maybe, he's, I don't know if he can grow a moustache. Quite young, isn't he? So um, yeah. maybe a stick on one or something. Well, they could put it on the tear off, you see. So maybe he pulled too many tear offs uh, off his yeah. visor. Lost the moustache, thought, no, we've got to bring you in for a brand new helmet which has the moustache on it and get your pace yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Mm. See, Bottas doesn't have this issue. He can actually grow one. He actually has hair sprouting out of yeah. his top lip. <laughs> magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. And he has his head on his helmet. So well, he did. Bonus points for that. He did. He's not yes. brought it for the race, has he? It was testing. Um, it was sad, sad, really. That Should have kept it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that wasn't magnificent. Mm. What are we doing here? Pass. <laughs> Pass have that set right. There's a couple of things before <laughs> we even. I'm going to get irate, right? One, why they that started was... Kevin on hards. Everyone was on that softs. That was weird. Stupid decision. They have the worst tyre deck out of anyone. They are better on softs than they are hards. They're the worst on hards. Kevin pitted the same time as the soft runners. So what advantage that was, I will never bloody know. And the problem with Haas, and this has been a consistent problem with Haas, they can do quick one laps, but in the race, they are nowhere. So they've got tire deg slow and then hulks driving around getting black and white flags just for added effect and then getting five second penalty that mean bugger all because he was at the back <laughs> <laughs> just so disorganized again it's the setup isn't it do. they've got <sighs> the setup for the quality which frankly is just not smart yeah it's just the wrong get it way right around. for the race yeah, you look at what Williams did and what Aston did. 
yeah, maybe their qualifying wasn't amazing, but at least they were able to move forward. Yeah. Haas, from the start, set themselves up for failure mm. with the wrong tyre choice on K-Mag's car and then a presumably a poor setup, which didn't allow them to capitalise on anything they'd done in qualifying for the mm. race. So, Even God Hulk only knows. Even looked slow. And he yeah. was so quick in quality. And even he was struggling. And on the softs, they were quick on the softs, but not for long. No. Like, so they, they'd just have a couple of quick laps and then they'd be in trouble again. It's just, I don't know what they've done. Have they just brought last year's car? Like, they were saving money yeah. the other day with having only a three-person pit wall. Where they put yeah. that money, I d- honestly, I don't probably merch making merch or something because I don't know where it is at all. It's so frustrating because they've got they've potentially got their best driver lineup for a while. Oh, I, yeah, I still think Grosjean a bit better than Hulk, but yes, he they've is. got yeah. the drivers, they've got the drivers, sort your car out. It's the worst on the grid. Yeah, they can't drive to their potential because, oh, no, no, no. you know... M- McLaren are the worst on the grid, sorry. I'll take that back, Cass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nearly, nearly the... Yeah, Cass are nearly the worst. Nearly, but McLaren They were there. just... It was marginal. I think yeah. it was owed to the fact that M- McLaren had so many reliability issues, mm. uh, which might have saved Hass's bacon a tad in yeah. terms of uh, not being awarded the wooden spoon um but that's not one to celebrate sadly <laughs> for Haas either um when you've got two drivers of that caliber and that experience as well mm. one of which is a podium finisher um pole it's position. just not acceptable and a pole position and a pole mm. position exactly mm. it's not acceptable it's not acceptable especially with the start they had last season it's just not what they mm. wanted at all i don't know what it is again it says it's just spending in the wrong places and not placing enough focus on the following year's car i'm not quite sure but either way they've got a lot of work to do again just to get back into the midfield fight yeah. um let alone even think about points yeah so yeah another stressful year for gunter i suspect <sighs> bless him for sticking with it because I'd have ditched him by now. <laughs> well, look at that. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. That's where the budget went. The steel door's already. Yeah. The damage has oh, already yeah. been done, literally. <laughs> oh, bad day. Bad, bad day, day for them. Who was your driver of the day? Um, Actually, no. Well, driver of the day is too easy. Driver of the weekend. Let's do something oh, different. Oh, the driver of the weekend. Driver of the weekend. If we're going off the entire weekend and the endurance required to actually be able to drive all those all that time, there's got to be Stroll then, isn't it, with his mm. with his injuries, and then to come away at the end of a P6. I mean, it's obvious the driver of the day was, but in terms yeah. of the weekend, you've got to put it down to his ability to actually um, deliver that result after all the practice sessions, then all the qualifying with the car on its limit, and then delivering the race as well. Yeah. Heroic, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say heroic, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I've broken my wrist. It's not an easy thing to, to get. I, there's no way I could have been driving a Formula 1 car after 12 weeks. <laughs> like, no, I was still in the cast. So, you know, it's... Right. it's <laughs> and then broken toes. I mean, I don't know which toe it was. I've broken all my toes. And it, it depends on which one it is. If it's the little ones, it's not too bad. But if you're in the middle, it puts you off mm. entirely. And then... It's the main focus of pushing a pedal as well. Um, That's what you're feeling it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So The way they're pushing a pedal, they're not doing it by their knee, they're doing it by their ankle, and that's mm. where the toe comes in with the precision, which you're going to need in a Formula 1 car. Yeah. And he still managed to do it. I mean, as I say, with the turnaround, in terms of getting the surgery and the recovery, it is miraculous. Um, yeah. You know, from a breakage. Money, money. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. It does help. The actual <laughs> recovery itself. You can tell he's an athlete. I'm sorry. Yeah. You just can because recovery time was nothing, really. Mm. Um, maybe the adrenaline of being an F1 car helps a bit. 
Um, usually it does. Mm. Um, it takes the pain away a tad, but you probably have felt it afterwards. Um, oh god, yeah, he said it was burning. Oh. It was absolutely burning. <laughs> but yeah, he's gonna watch on the other up. side of it, you know, I said it. I know a lot of people said it. Oh my god, imagine buying your son a car <laughs> or a team. A racing team, and then them breaking their wrists so they can't drive it anymore. I kind of feel like if he didn't race, he mm. would have been the butt of jokes again. So I, I think he had to. I just think he felt like, I'm just going to get stick, so let's just get through it. And he did a race um, on the sim on Wednesday, and that's when he got the okay to carry on. And, and to wow. race this weekend so you know i know it's slightly different but he still had the force and the g and all that lot that comes in with the sim so you know a very very impressive um weekend from straw not many people yeah, do that absolutely no absolutely not and he's had his stick in the past and i think you know what he shut that down quite quite significantly no, just I'll through that i'll still give him a stick do you know what i mean it's dad boy Leave had the F one team. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yes, the pay driver thing doesn't help Jeez. matters. I know. It's not that most he's a bad drivers driver. are. It's just, I mean that 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 thing with Alonso. He's got a thing about taking his teammate out. He did it with yeah, Vettel last year, didn't he? Call. Like, yeah, he did. He did. I mean, that was here. It is a hero or zero moment, that one, wasn't it? Because yeah. in the end, it, he was he is being regarded as a hero for even completing all that and coming away with a P6. But that was moments from complete zero and colliding <laughs> with your teammate. Or worse, Stroll staying in the race and Alonso getting a puncture. Oh, no, I thought he had a puncture. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, I thought he, he hit him quite hard there. I thought, oh, I just like, a sec, he's going to end up... No. Yeah, he's going to pull over or something. Oh, God, don't even think about it. Somehow, Alonso su- survived... At least three knocks through the race. <laughs> extraordinary how much he managed to survive. Um, oh. On his own little episode of Drive to Survive, I think. Yeah. In that race alone. An absolute legend. Just the mm. last thing before we go, just for Alonso, just because it's necessary. Um, <laughs> he was he was forty one years old. Forty one years and two hundred nineteen days old. At the Bahrain Grand Prix, and he's the there's only one only one older driver who's been on the podium in the last thirty seven years, and that's Michael Schumacher. He was thirty, sorry, forty three at Valencia in twenty. Wow, twenty two years in Formula One, well, twenty two years since he made his debut, and he is he was driving around with like I think Crofty said it twenty five percent. On the race, the rest is having a conversation about his teammate. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's just my brain doesn't work that quick. My brain's no. never worked that quick. It's something <laughs> else, and I think there's only a few drivers on the grid that have mm. that ability. So I think the people that have said, you know, it's time to retire. Bug off. It's absolutely oh, not the time to retire. You know nothing about racing if you're saying that that man should retire. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Not a foggiest. No. Yeah. He's not lost it in any mm. way. In fact, I would say he's only got... Well, this thing, he was already setting high standards. But mm. if anything, in some ways, he's got better. His racecraft um, is just... Absolutely extraordinary. It's uh, so fascinating seeing him pitted against the likes of Hamilton and Sainz because it just demonstrated that ability, that racecraft that he's never lost and I would certainly argue has actually improved. Yeah. Anything else to add? Or is that it? Are we done? Is that the podcast? Well, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Damn. Just to say that we've got two weeks to wait until the next Grand Prix mm-hmm. at Jeddah. Very high power, um, low downforce. So, yes, bit of a different philosophy to Bahrain. So I'm very curious about what the pecking order is going to look like after that. Um, 
Mm. I definitely won't be surprised if it's Red Bull at the front, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Kieran isn't as, you know, what's the word? Committed. Committed, that's it, to the <laughs> podcast as I am. Um, I have not booked anything. I will be here every week. <laughs> so, no. We may have a gap where there's not an episode. I think we'll do the next race preview. Mm. Possibly maybe give our predictions and then that week that you're not here gallivanting off. Um, <laughs> we can just like, just go, no, 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 we did it last week. It's fine. Oh, no, no, no we, look. So we did it. Look, there was an episode. Look, see. We did it. No. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, committed, absolute committed to the cause. Um, of a capital C, yes. Capital K. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you everyone for listening to us ramble on for over an hour. Hopefully, edited down <laughs> to a bit less. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, don't forget that we are on all major platforms and you can watch us live on youtube back markers with kit and han on all major podcasts and youtube we'll be back giving more formula one and motorsport average slow paced content <laughs> just the way you like it <laughs> oh, slower than we hats. always deliver eventually <laughs> that's what she said 